Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Mark Stafford, kicking back and talking sport all afternoon. It's Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Uh, look, do feel free to keep texting in your sporting scandals. I've got some absolute rippers, which I will get to. There's been some buttes. Uh, that's double eight double three, the Tampa Bay Post text machine. But we're talking golf now on the 30th anniversary of New Zealand winning the Eisenhower with Phil Tatarangi, Stephen Scarhill, Grant Moorhead and Michael Campbell, top of the world. Um, and we're sort of circling through 30 years later with some fine Kiwi golfers plying their trade around the globe. Joining us now, a fine broadcaster, uh, analyst, former caddy, Bruce Young out of Australia. G'day, Bruce. Steph, uh, nice to talk to you. Yes, you too. Um, geez, what a weekend. Uh, and in fact, you know, th- that weekend typified by the Grant, uh, Grant Fox, the Ryan Fox win <laughs> at the um, Alfred Dunhall at uh, the old course at St Andrews. I mean, what better course to do it on? Um, streaky, but amazing. Look, uh, yeah, it's been an amazing couple of weeks for New Zealand, really, because of Daniel Hillier won a week ago in, on the Challenge Tour, and then Steve Elker finished second that same week. Another runner-up finish for Steve Elker on the champ, PGA Tour Champions. And then this week, all three New Zealanders who were in contention through, through various stages of the tournament, i.e. Ryan Fox, uh, Daniel Hillier and Lydia Coe, all potentially could have won their tournaments. But um, that Ryan Fox was able to get across the line and pick up such a significant win and move from, I think he was just inside the top 50, he's now 25th in the world, which is a huge achievement when you consider that he started the year outside the top 200. It's been a phenomenal year for him. He's moved to third in the uh, rankings on the DP World Tour. Uh, he's obviously 25 is his highest ever world ranking. Um, and that's the second win of the season. I think he picked up about 800,000 euros, about 1.3 or 1.4 million New Zealand dollars. And he's picked up close just over four million New Zealand dollars this season on the on the uh, European tour with uh, two wins and I think three seconds now in a third place. So it's been a phenomenal year and in many ways it was a uh, he'd lost his way a little bit, hadn't he? Because he missed mm. three or four of his last five cuts and and withdrew from that BMW PGA Championship. So this was a nice bounce back for him and sets him up really um, uh, for well probably for the few, for his, the rest of his golfing future in so many respects. But uh, yeah, look, he, he's shown a liking staff, hasn't he, to play well on link style golf courses. When you look over the last few years on some of his performances at the Irish Open and the Scottish Open, um, there's something about links golf and Ryan Ryan Fox. Maybe it's the wood that those golf courses provide. When you look at his stats, he's obviously one of the longest hitters on the European Tour. But he's certainly not the most accurate. I think he's, um, you know, well down the list as far as accuracy. But he's really brought a lot of consistency to his game this year. I was just looking at his scoring average. He's in about the top two or three in the scoring average on the European Tour. Um, and uh, obviously his length and his putting is a, um, is a huge advantage and his putting's improved this year as well. So, yeah, a great week for Ryan Fox and um, what a character he is. What do you make of him as a golfer? Because as you know, it's so much a mental game and it looks like that hurdles, um, he's sort of made great strides for the mental hurdle. He's relaxed, he's a dad, Um, COVID's finished. I know COVID played havoc with him, not being able to get in and out of the country and having to leave his family behind. 
But as a complete package, what do you make of Ryan Fox, the golfing exponent? I think uh, you make a good point about the fact that he's in a, he appears to me to be, and I, don't, I mean, I know Ryan, but I don't know him well, but he appears to me in a, be in a very happy place right now. He's got a child, as you said. He seems happy in every other respect off the golf course, and all that can always impact on the golf course as well. But I just think it's a natural progression in many ways. He's been on the European Tour since, I think, 2017. He, he got there via the Challenge Tour in 2016, and he's just been slowly but surely building, hasn't he? Building an experience, perhaps confidence as well. He's always... He's never appeared to be a guy that's lacked confidence, but I think uh, it's only natural that you would um, build confidence as you started to put some good performances together uh, against some of the best players in the world. And um, I just uh, think that amazing power that he has is a huge asset to it. I remember doing on-course commentary at the last New Zealand Open back at uh, Millbrook back in 2020 it was, and there were a couple of shots he hit that one um, on the second day, I think it was, that you go, I look, went over and looked at the lie, and I think on the tenth hole there he had about 190 metres to the to the flag. I could not see any way that he could get a pitching wedge over the over the trees and carry, and carry it that distance, but he did, and that's just that's just a typical example of of the great asset that power that he has um, is for him. But there are other parts of his game, as I mentioned, his consistency. You know, those two wins for three seconds and a third this year. Uh, and his putting improvement from, I, I, I think his putting, I was looking at the stats before, from 72nd to 13th mm. on the European Tour this season, which is a big improvement. So there's all those departments of his game are now starting to come together. And that, along with that confidence, I think, is just giving him this amazing ride that he's on at the moment. You touched on the recent success of Daniel Hillier, and I've heard a couple of people saying, oh, but it's just the challenge tour. But the challenge tour is where um, Tommy Fleetwood came through. Uh, the challenge tour, who's one of the very best on the year. You've got to start somewhere. And the standard isn't that far below the top the top tour, is it? Well, I think it's important that this is where people learn their craft. It's, and as I mentioned before, Ryan Fox progressed to the European tour via the challenge tour back in 2016. So Daniel Hillier has always been a huge emerging talent. We've only got to look at his record as an amateur. I think a couple of New Zealand amateur titles, an Australian junior title, and a couple of probably a couple of New Zealand junior titles as well. He's always looked to me um, as a as a really exciting prospect. And uh, he won on the Challenge Tour last year, wasn't able to get to the European Tour uh, this year as a result, despite winning last year on the Challenge Tour. But this year he's now won again and He's moved to seventh now on the rankings on the Challenge Tour, and he has to be inside the top 20 by the end of the season, which is now only three events away. And that essentially means that he's guaranteed to graduate to the European Tour next season by being inside the top 20. So, you know, we're going to have another very, very talented New Zealander playing on the European Tour next season, and uh, it can only be... Well, it's great for New Zealand golf, isn't it? Because so many of them are performing well at the moment. And you just get the feeling with Daniel Hillier that he is really an exciting prospect for New Zealand golf in the years ahead. He's still only uh, 24, I think, round about there. So uh, he was a very good amateur, as I said. Not only did he do very well on those New Zealand amateurs and junior championships, but he also played pretty well at the Eisenhower. Talking, You mentioned the Eisenhower earlier. He played pretty well at the Eisenhower. I think it was in Ireland two or three years ago where he finished 
third or fourth. So he he arrived in professional golf with a very strong amateur background. They are the young man from Wellington, and I think um, I, I'm, I'm really excited about the possibilities that Daniel Hillier provides as far as New Zealand golf is concerned. Talking to Bruce Young, golf commentator and writer out of Australia. I remember a chat I had to Steve Williams probably three or four years ago, and I just said when he was on the tour, he must have been so proud for, you know, New Zealand golf was doing well on the on the stage, and he shut me down, and he said, there should be more. There's no reason why there there shouldn't be more New Zealand golfers on the world stage. Like, it's very cheap. It's very accessible in New Zealand. And he said, look at Australia. They have – there are Aussie golfers littered through every tour at the top end of those tours, whereas we've cherry-picked, you know, we've had Michael Campbell, we've had Greg Turner, we've had Frank Nobolo, but he felt we should have a dozen split between the PGA Tour and the European Tour. What, what, what do you make of New Zealand representation in the professional game? Yeah, it's a reasonable argument that Steve makes. Uh, you know, I guess the, the numbers, Australia, what, five or six times the population here in Australia that there is in, in New Zealand, that's got to be some sort of a factor. The the, the weather here in Australia typically provides a lot um, uh, more opportunity to play, you know, throughout the year here in Australia. The golf courses here, with some exceptions in New Zealand, but the golf courses here generally are, are, are a slightly higher quality as well. Um, and... Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, you know when you consider that um, uh, Lydia Coe's done so amazingly well. Mm. Uh, Ryan Fox is now getting in towards the elite of the game. We've had Danny Lee. I know Danny Lee's been a disappointment in some respects, but he's retained his playing privileges on the PGA Tour. You know, we've had other winners on the. You know, Phil Tatarangi went on the on the PGA Tour, and and Greg Turner and Frank Nobolo won on the PGA Tour, and and, and Europe, and Greg Turner won in a few different places as well. I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't, I, I wouldn't necessarily say we're um, batting above our average, but I think um, overall, I think New Zealand golfers are doing pretty well. But Steve makes a good point in as much as access to the game in New Zealand is typically very reasonable cost-wise. You know, most golf courses in New Zealand uh, are very reasonable in terms of membership fees and uh, um, public access golf courses. So, most young kids can have an opportunity to play golf and, and get a start in the game, and if they so choose, carry on with it. So there's some argument there, but I think uh, overall, especially right now, I think we're doing pretty darn well. Mm. Brilliant, Bruce. Uh, always good to chat to you. Thanks for taking time for us today. Okay. Cheers, Steph. Bye. Cheers, Bruce Young. Wonderful commentator, writer, reporter, the whole shebang, and lucky enough to meet him at the New Zealand Open a few years ago, and, geez, he knows his golf. Um, so if he says we're going good, we're going good. And what a weekend it was It was for us. Uh, new sport and weather now. Here's Karen. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.